You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James. Welcome, everybody, to the week five edition of The Riding, NFL DFS podcast. We're running down the top options for cash games. We'll talk about builds, how we can fit all these guys into a optimal lineup. And we'll also talk about some, some tournament plays that I think are, uh, are decent. So first things first, the big decision this week at quarterback is Daniel Jones versus Trey Lance. I mean, we have Dak sitting up near 7K. He's got a pretty solid matchup with the Giants, uh, Justin Fields, again, looks like he's going to get the start down at about 5K. I think he's 5,200. I really don't want to touch either of them. Um, you know, uh, it's something like the Cowboys offense is electric. I get it. But, uh, you know, they've relied on Zeke and Pollard a little bit more each week. Could be game script dependent. Could be all in the plan. Who knows? Um so I think I'm going to lay off Dak this week, and I think it's a week where you don't really need to spend that extra $1,000 because of Jones and Lance. So, I mean, when I was breaking this down, who would I rather have between Daniel Jones and Trey Lance? It's, it's Jones for me. It is fairly close, though. So if you absolutely love a lineup outside of the quarterback position and you only have like 57 or $5,800 left to spend, I I wouldn't hate putting in Lance, but I am going to try my hardest to get up to Daniel Jones. I just think, number one, the matchup is better. They're both on the road, so that's, you know, you never want to play a quarterback on the road if you can help it. However, I just think we've seen it from Jones. Like, he's lost his weapons, and he's still just crushing it. The Cowboys' defense is gettable, more so than the Cardinals'. Um, and you know, there are some things that Trey Lance has an advantage. I mean, obviously Lance is, is afforded better weapons, right? George Kittle, uh, Debo, even Brandon Ayuk, I would say is probably better than any player that the Giants have, say maybe Kenny Galladay, but he's absent this year. He's missing. Um, so, you know, I think the weapons is, is a tick in, in Lance's direction and probably the play calling, (laughs) is a tick in, in Lance's direction as well. Like, I trust Kyle Shanahan to use him optimally, um, whereas Jason Garrett is adult. But, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I just keep coming back to the fact that we have seen Daniel Jones just play at a high level already this year. And I think that, you know, Daniel Jones just has a slight edge on Trey Lance uh, this week in cash games. At running back, you know, the big dog, just going for 33 touches a game. No no big deal. Just, I mean, just gets the ball handed to him on every play, basically. He's getting the targets, too, now. I mean, I know Jeremy McNichols saw 12 targets last week, but it's not Derrick Henry seeing none. It's Derrick Henry seeing, like, three, four, five. And then that's, that's I mean, when you're getting 30 carries, uh, we'll take three, four, five targets a week. Not too bad. I mean, I said this on Twitter, like, the Jags are in shambles. You know, they hate Urban Meyer. They're 0-4. You know, they're laughing at their coach. Nothing serious. 
You know, I just can see, I could see a lot of, you know, half efforts in tackling a 250-pound freight train. Um, some may say that, you know, I, I, when I tweeted this, a lot of people said, oh, they're NFL players, they'll play their best. Well, no, they won't. I mean, if you look at the Giants last weekend, there's a few plays where, uh, you know, people were posting on Twitter where guys were just, you know, standing around as Taysom Hill walked into the end zone. So it happens, especially when you're, when you're off to an all four start. You hate your coach, and nothing seems to be to be working as an organization. So that's when guys piss down their leg when Derrick Henry is running full steam at them. Then from there, it gets very tricky. Like, there's a lot of options at running back that have holes that you can poke in every player. Um, you know, obviously, Leonard Fournette, great value, seeing a ton of carries, picked up most of Giovanni Bernard's work last week, if Giovanni Bernard... Plays this week, however, things get dicey. You don't know. I mean, that could, that's probably a few less snaps, a few less touches for Leonard Fournette. There's always Ronald Jones lurking. So, you know, there, there's basically six backs that we just have to keep our ear to the ground and see who turns out to have the best situation come Sunday morning. Uh, another one is James Robinson. I mean, he is completely mispriced, but... You know, all of his touches and snaps, 95% of snaps last week, probably the result of Carlos Hyde not being active. He looked good. He was he was very efficient. Uh, but when Hyde comes back, I mean, he's practicing this week. It, does, does James Robinson fall back to 75% of the snaps and, you know, drop to a usage standpoint that 6k isn't much of a value anymore that's something that we have to take a look at so two guys that i really like for gpps that are very close to to cash considerations for me obviously deandre swift who we played last week like he the usage is there it's just jamal williams just takes too much away from him like he's still getting a good amount of targets still seeing a good amount of carries he's involved inside the 10 yard line but you know, Jamal Williams just had, just cuts a little too thick into that workload. But I do like him in a what could be uh, a catch-up spot against the Vikings this week. I like him as a bring-back to, you know, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson-type lineups. The other one is Chase Edmonds. I mean, Edmonds is seeing 16 touches a game. Like, he's catching five balls a game. Uh, so his floor is definitely there. It's just that James Conner is stealing the goal line work. But... Edmonds expected TDs. It's a new stat that we have on 4 for 4. Check that out. Um, it's not a new stat in terms of fantasy football, but we just started uh, calculating it on 4 for 4. His expected TDs are pretty high in terms of how many he scored, which is none this year. So, you know, basically it's saying that based on his usage, where he saw targets, touches, he should have um, uh, some positive touchdown luck come his way very soon from there I mean Dalvin Cook I don't know I don't know if Dalvin Cook we uh, he's practicing but like he didn't look great last week they didn't give him a ton of work is he healthy this week who knows you know it's tough for me to slot in Dalvin Cook when I don't know if he's 100% or if this injury is going to nag him and he's going to get like 10 carries again this week I don't know so he's a tough pull at 8400 and then with the big dog you know, the big dog's a click for me. You just open it up, click on the big dog, and cash. I don't think there's much 
when you when we're talking about 30 35 touches for 9k nah, you just got to do it uh then then we have some injury situations you know um so Damian Williams he's 5600 I think that he is definitely playable at that number you know they're playing the Raiders I could see the the Bears relying on him a little bit. Like he's not he's not a schmuck off the street. Damian Williams has had some quality starter reps with the Chiefs, has looked good, has been a highly drafted fantasy asset in the past. Um looked good last week in relief of David Montgomery. So I think he's definitely playable. As well, um Saquon. So Saquon and Najee in that low seven, high six range. I think if you want to get a second you know, solid touch guaranteed back. You go with Barkley or or Najee. I'd probably prefer Najee. He's a little cheaper. His snaps and workload is a little bit more, um, a little bit more guaranteed. Like Barkley's still not getting a ton of carries. He's getting he's getting some targets. Um, you know, he ripped off like a, a sixty yard or fifty yard wheel route for a touchdown last week, which is was like 90% of his his fantasy points. You never like to see 90% of fantasy points end up uh, coming from one play. But, I mean, Barkley is definitely in play. Uh, I would rather, probably would rather Robinson than Barkley. Like that that $1,000 makes up for the hide cutting into that, that workload. But Najee's workload is safe. They should be playing from behind. He should probably see a bunch of targets. Um, you know, inefficient. Super inefficient uh, in this Steelers offense, but he gets so many touches that, and you know, PPR touches, receptions are are huge in in a PPR scoring. So I like Najee too. Um, and then there's always Samaje P. Ryan, four thousand dollars. You know, he's most likely to just take the first and second down work. I think Chris Evans is gonna is gonna slot in a lot more than people think and get like maybe four or five six targets. Like, I don't think P. Ryan is going to completely assume uh, Joe Mixon's role, which makes it tough, but he's only 4K. So that's the thing. Like, if he sees Joe Mixon's 14 carries and falls into the end zone and has, like, 60 yards and a catch or two, then he's smashing value. But we don't want to rely on a touchdown. I think... Uh, it's going to depend on what happens with the other running back positions. Like if Hyde doesn't play or if Giovanni Bernard doesn't play, um, then I think we have a, a couple better options than P. Ryan at just $1,000 more. Uh, but, you know, if Hyde is in and they're going to split and Gio's in and Fournette's not going to assume all that work that he did last week, against the Patriots, then I think it's tough. You know, it's it's a running back this week is is definitely a tough spot. There's like, I think you, you lock in Henry and then there's like the five or six options we discussed for your, your other two running backs. I mean, this actually might be the week that four wide receivers is in play. I think, you know, I've seen a lot of people play four wide receivers in cash the last two weeks. I have not, but this may be it, because uh, there is just not much going on um, in terms of, I shouldn't say there's not much going on. There's a bunch of guys that are definitely in play, but we have to see what happens uh, in the next 
couple days to make sure that they are, you know, they're going to get the usage that we expect. At wide receiver, okay, I mean, right at the top, Devontae Adams, going to get a ton of work. Um, I think that, you know, he is, this week he's more in play than he was last week, even though I played him last week, because a lot of the guys have, a lot of the players around him have come up in price, right? So, you know, DJ Moore is up in price. Debo Samuel is up in price. Like a lot of these guys that were 5, 6K are, are like almost the same price as Devontae now. So now he's a huge value in my opinion. Um, all right. The guys that are still in that 5 to 6K range that I am interested in, Deontay Johnson, he's just going to get peppered with targets, right? I wouldn't play him and Najee on the same team, but especially if Chase Claypool remains out, you know, you're just looking at 12 targets for 6.5K. That's pretty solid. And I believe Jair Alexander is not going to suit up as well, which, you know, he him on the outside against the, without Jair Alexander, that's pretty big. In the 5K range, my favorite is Jacoby Myers. You know, just, they're just slinging the ball at him. Uh, he's obviously Mac Jones' favorite target. He's going to see probably upwards of 10 targets for 5.6K big. All right, then we get into some of the the other value here, and I think there's some value with the Bengals. Even if T. Higgins is back, I think the fact that Joe Mixon is likely out makes a bunch of the Bengals receivers in play, and, and it's hard to decipher. I probably wouldn't play T. Higgins coming off the injury, but you know, Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd both squarely in play, I think I'd probably give the nod to Boyd. He's cheaper. He gets the more, you know, short to intermediate stuff. I love Jamar Chase, probably more so in tournaments. I wouldn't fault you for playing Jamar Chase in cash, though, because he does have that upside that you need in head-to-head lineups. Like, you don't want to play floor players all throughout your cash lineup. You need a little bit of that juice that, you know, you can play one of these guys, and they can go for eight. 150 and two like you need that outcome or the potential for that outcome somewhere in your lineup right you can't play a bunch of Jalen Waddles who are going to catch six balls for 60 yards that's fine in a salary saving spot but you do have to be cognizant of of ceilings a little bit in cash as well all right so Speaking of Jalen Waddle, I think the game script there is going to be solid. I think the Bucs are going to you know, run away with it. So he should be targeted a bunch this week. I mean, the Dolphins had a very strange game flow last week. Like, they went at Waddle early. He was 3 for 30 in, like, the first quarter. And I played him in cash last week as well. Thought everything was going to be fine and dandy. And that was it. He didn't catch a ball after I don't, he didn't even really get targeted after uh, midway through the second quarter, which was strange. No, not on the injury report. Nothing wrong with him, though. So he's good to go. I do like LaVisca Chenault. I mean, he is a I mean, very strange price for LaVisca. 4,800. He caught. He went 6 for 99 last week. DJ Chark is out. It's not like this. the, the injury to Chark was late in the week or on Monday night where they didn't realize and they didn't need to you know they they couldn't bump up the pricing like Visca's and it's not like LaVisca hasn't been involved he's been involved and seen the usage all four weeks of the season pretty much 
It very well could be a Marvin Jones 5700 game. He's a really nice tournament one-off or stack. I do like Marvin Jones because of that, because I think a lot of people will be on Visca and cash, and that carries over a little bit into tournaments. But a Vic, Visca is pretty much a a lock button in cash for me at 4800. You know, I could really he's one yard away from scoring 20 DraftKings points last week, and I think I see that I envision that same usage, maybe even some gadget stuff. So. You know, Visca, let's go. And then the last one I think that I was thinking about a little bit is is uh, Curtis Samuel. And he did not move from his bargain basement 3K price. You know, he didn't play a ton of snaps last week. He played like 20, 30% of snaps, only got four targets. But for his price, if you absolutely need someone at 3K, you could slot him in. Logan Thomas is hurt. Diami Brown is on the side of a milk cart and no one knows where he is. So, I mean, you could do worse than Samuel. I mean, I think it's a thin play. Like, you could obviously, like, if he went one for 18 and you got 2.8 DraftKings points from him, you would not be surprised in the least. But at the same time, if he went eight for 80 in a touch, I wouldn't be surprised either, to be honest. So... He has a wild range of outcomes. Maybe he's more of a tournament play. And the other tournament play at wide receiver that I'm going to mention is Antonio Brown. So I think we might have been wrong about, we might have been initially right about Antonio Brown and wrong about his demise so quickly. So he he absolutely blew up in week one, then got dinged up, didn't left the game early in week two, didn't play in week three. And I think the lack of usage in week two may have been to him, you know, getting dinged up. I think there's a real possibility that he is the Buccaneers' actual wide receiver one. We saw him get force-fed the ball against the Patriots last week. So um, he's another one to think about at wide receiver. Tight end is not easy at all either. Um, The five guys that I'm deciding between Mike Gesicki, Dalton Schultz, Conklin... Engram and Ricky Seals, Jones Seals Jones absolutely bottom of the bait bottom bargain twenty five hundred you know could see he's another guy like Samuel same team you could see one catch for ten yards but you could also you also won't be surprised if for the minimum two point five he goes six for sixty and four x's so we did talk about last week how you know. When you have a guy that's 2.5K, a tight end, you punt him completely, or you punt receiver, and you have a 3,200 West, Nick Westbrook, Akine, you know, it's all well and good if they 4X and get 10 or 12 DraftKings points. But if who you paid up for doesn't also 4X, 3 or 4X, then it wasn't worth it, right? Like if you get off of Jacoby Myers and Deontay Johnson to play Devontae Adams and Curtis Samuel, you know, it doesn't matter what Curtis Samuel does if Devontae Adams busts. Because more than likely, if Devontae Adams busts out, that combination of a stud that busts busts, and a pump player that ceiling is like 18 points, you're probably not going to beat the 2v2 of, you know, two 6K players that, have a medium outcome, a median outcome of of 15 points or something like that. So just something to think of when you're punting at all these positions, something that I try to keep in mind as well. I mean, I really like Mike Kosicki. It looks like 
Jacoby Brissett has eyes for him. He's averaged eight targets his last three, and he's fairly cheap at 42. Dalton Schultz, they are scheming for him to get the ball. He has three touchdowns in his last three game in his last two games. And they're just like they're running tight end screens. They're they're running throwbacks, uh, play action bootleg throwbacks to him. He is involved in the offense without Michael Gallup there. Um, so and by the way, I know some people are going to come at me about not mentioning Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb as wide receivers that I am considering. And, you know, if Amari Cooper has his 13-target, 40-point fantasy week this week, then I'm beat, right? If he's owned, then I lose. But he has, I mean, he's barely being used. He has like four targets a game in his last three games. The only reason he got there last week is because he he hauled in a miracle touchdown on three targets. I just don't see the usage there. Like I see he's popping in models that I look at. I'm I don't know if I I don't really I really haven't seen buzz about him. But the you know the Dallas offense is very spread out right now. They're not throwing a ton. They're running Zeke. Like I don't see how I would ever play Amari Cooper over Deontay Johnson, who's probably who like. On, on an average day is going to see six, seven more targets than him or play. I know the prices aren't the same, but like, I mean, Devontae Adams is just going to get so many more targets than these guys. He's he's only like a thousand dollars more than CeeDee Lamb. I'll just get up to him or I'll drop down to Tyler Boyd or Jacoby Myers instead of Amari Cooper, who is going to, who I can guarantee you will see more targets than him 14 out of the 17 weeks of the year. So, I mean, I know I get a lot of get a lot of mentions and DMs about you know guys that I think like they're they you guys open the podcast and you hope to hear me say somebody that you're considering in cash. If I don't say them, I'm not considering them. Um, and if Mari Cooper goes to the moon this week, then I'll be down in the twentieth or thirtieth percentile of head-to-head lineups again. What can you do? I just don't see him as a cash play. Can't do it in the six Ks. Uh, Tyler Conklin, I think, is okay. He's played 85% of the snaps. Um, You know, looked good. Had a pretty solid week the last two, at least in terms of usage. Uh, Engram, I hate playing Engram. I played him last week just because I thought he was better than Will Disley. He ended up being it. But, like, he just screams, like, 4 for 30, 5 for 20, like he did last week, 5 for 25. Like, that's just, I don't want 7 points out of my tight end. So I'm most likely leaning towards either paying all the way down for Seals Jones. You know, I don't, I'll take seven or eight or nine points out of Seals Jones at 2.5. Um, but Engram at 33, 34, where I don't think his outcome is much better than, than Seals Jones, I probably just won't get to Engram. Uh, defense, the Eagles look cheap. They're probably going to be popular. I don't know. Do whatever the hell you want at defense. I wish they'd just eliminate the position already. I do think paying up for the Cardinals in tournaments, I think they're around 2900 They've looked good. Trey Lance can definitely start making mistakes. He didn't look great as a passer last week. So I like the I like the Cardinals. Um, back to cash. You know, there's some cheap guys. Like the, the Texans against Mac Jones. I don't know. The Eagles. Just create your favorite cash lineup. Sands a defense and plug in whoever you think can get the most pressure on the quarterback. All right, that'll do it. Good luck, guys. Check out my article on 4 for 4. has my core 
for plays. I'll probably update it if I see anything go awry in terms of inactives or anything like that. Uh, there's also a couple GPP stacks that I like. Good luck in all your contests. I will talk to you on Monday.